Assalamu alaikum everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Muslim in Paraiso, a place for a new Muslima to share her journey as she navigates her new dean. I'm your host, Maryam Saraj, and I'm so happy to have you here with me today. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. So I know y'all haven't heard from me in such in a, in a long time, I guess, in the podcasting, streaming, social media world. Um, and your sister has been going through a lot of emotional, turbulent waters that really has called for her to be in isolation and another layer of isolation of sorts. And I find myself peeking my head, you know, um, coming out of it here and there, but I'm just, I'm really feeling called to just go deeper and deeper into unconventional ways of communicating with the characters or the people of this dunya so that way I can focus on my Rab, focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, and focus on the biggest blessing that he has bestowed upon me, which is my daughter and myself. You know, I... I can feel that there's a huge healing, there's a huge transformation that can come as a result of that. If I honor it, no matter how extreme that may be. So I'm saying all this so that way you can forgive me if I don't have episodes ready for y'all every Friday at Asser. Um, so a stuck for a lot, just please forgive me. Um, but I hope that you'll continue to rock with me despite that. But that's not what this episode is about. This episode is about the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will show up in your life, or maybe I should say has shown up in my life, and maybe it'll give you some insight into the ways that Allah has shown up in your life. So many of you have probably heard the the idea, the concept that God is in the small things or God is in the details. <laughs> and I have found that to not be more true than than in my last my last and first year of being a Muslima. I know a lot of us, myself included, may expect grand gestures or huge miracles like we read in the holy texts of, you know, the Torah or the Bible or even the Quran, you know, where, you know, God parts waters or, you know, God turns water into wine or God, you know, has walls just break down and in the midst of someone just walking around it, you know, or, you know, a woman <laughs> immaculately conceiving like my namesake. I think a lot of the times we expect God to show up in those huge ways, right, with these big grand gestures that we, you know, think will completely change our lives or change the tra trajectory of it. And I'm realizing that that's not the case, right? Not that God can't show up or doesn't show up and do big things, right? But I, mean, I think if you're truly seeking or looking for God, you have to look at the small things, you have to look at the details, you have to look at the seemingly insignificant things, right? And those things require you to really, 
tune in, to be present, to be disconnected, but connected to what's real, to what's everlasting, to what's eternal, not to the things of this dunya. It's, it's the small everyday things and ways and happenings and events that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows up. For example, right? Let's say that you're a working person and you have a commute, right? And let's say that a lot of the times, right, especially when you're in a rush or maybe on any particular day, you know, you want to get to work early because you just really want to try to get a raise or, you know, just do your best and and do your job with integrity. And so let's say in your efforts to, to get to your job early or on time or whatever the case may be, right, you typically have a red light here or red light there or straight red lights, you know, but then you have a day where it's straight green lights and you get there earlier than you anticipated or you're on your drive to, to work and it's usually crazy traffic, but for some reason on this day, there's nobody on the road and you're able to just cruise, right? Or, you know, maybe you're trying to make a decision and it could be a small decision. Like, what are we gonna have for dinner today? Or it could be a huge decision. Like, where are we gonna live? Am I gonna buy a home? Are we gonna get a car? Are we gonna have a child? And a lot of the times you might go back and forth and, and think a lot and weigh the pros and cons, but have you ever had one of those days where you need to make a decision and you were able to make a decision quickly and easily? Or if you're at a restaurant, you know, or fast food place and you order your food and you happen to be one of the lucky people who get one of the like pay it forward, you know, events where the person in front of you like pays for your meal, right? And you have that pleasant surprise of having a free cup of joe or a free a free dish, you know, to be able to devour. Or, you know, maybe you go through that same fast food line and you know, you're sitting there at the intercom waiting to order your food and it, it seems like it's taking five minutes, 10 minutes and they, you know, waiting for you to just put in your order and you only want like one thing, right? And then you have to wait a ridiculous amount of time to even get the food after you order, right? It just seems like there's an obstacle after obstacle. But, you know, on this particular day, you pull up to the drive through and there's nobody in line and they immediately call out to you and you're able to place your food and you're able to drive off, you're able to pay, you're able to get your food and go, right? Or if you're somebody like me, right, a single mom wearing all the hats, trying to build and birth a lot of different things, you know, you wake up and the day actually goes the way that you plan it. You know, you want to have this breakfast at this time. You want to go on this walk. You want to, you know what I'm saying, record this. You want to write this. You want to get this done. You want to have your daughter sleep at a certain time. You go to bed at a certain time. You know, like the day just goes as you plan it, as I plan it. You know, um, it's in those ways that I find that God shows up, right? And it makes me think back to when I first started my my physical healing journey, detox, cleanse, and all the things. And in my studies, I, I learned that God produces small stuff, you know. 
So when you look at your fruit, right, like, and you have an astronomically huge piece of ginger, right? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't use ginger because it's a root, but bananas, you know, like God made baby bananas, small world bananas, right? Those are the authentic, original, natural bananas made by God, right? And they have seeds, but they're small, right? Avocados, typically, if they're of God, they're they're small. You know, God didn't make big things. God made small things. And they may be small, but they pack a powerful punch, you know, and it's... It's the small things that last and sustain us. And even when you think about writing, right? good writers pay attention to detail. Good writers add detail to everything that they put on that paper. And it creates this bigger picture that makes a person feel like they are actually inside of the book, right? Inside of the story that they're living in. They can smell it. They can feel the warmth, right? They can feel the sand between their toes and they can feel the feelings of love and pain as if it's emanating from their own heart. But you can't get to that bigger picture. You can't experience it. You can't paint it without the details. God is in the details. Allah is in the details, right? Allah in the details are the little things, the small things that add up, that last, that are eternal. And it's been the little things that have been carrying me through over the past few weeks. And I know that it's going to be the little things that will carry me through for the rest of 2024 as I come into this new chapter of my life, this new being, this new creation, this new iteration of me. And... It's it's beautiful if I can recall it and hold on to it, right? It's like God has shown up so much for me in the past year. And it hasn't been in the big stuff. It's been in just little things that I just allow my life to go smoothly. Some of them make sense and some of them don't, you know? So like, for example, I remember when I first took Shahada. <laughs> On January 2nd, 2023, and me and my daughter were living in a place where we didn't have our own means of transportation, right? So we had to use public transportation, and I remember wanting an electric scooter, you know, to be able to get us around, but I didn't want to buy one, and financially, it didn't make sense for me to buy one. And within a week after, or a week after I took Shahada, I had someone who wasn't even a friend. They were barely an acquaintance. Just give me one, right? Just give me one. It was like, I was saying, here you go. You know, I remember a week after taking Shahada, 
trying to find a Quran because where we were, we we were in a remote small town and there wasn't a bookstore, so there wasn't a place to go buy books, let alone holy books. But it just so happened that right down the street, there was a hotel and the hotel had a couple of shelves of books and there was a Quran on it. (laughs) And I had been trying to get the Quran or I had tried once. I asked the front desk, you know, if I could, I inquired with the front desk about purchasing the book, right? About purchasing it. And they got back to me and said, no. But then on this particular day, I remember meeting the owner of the hotel months prior as I ran into him and Elizabeth Gilbert, which is like one of my role models. And even that was God in the small things because our meeting renewed my creative entrepreneurial spirit in a moment of wanting to give up. But I met the owner then, and then on this particular day, months later, I see the owner and something said, ask him about the Quran. And I did, and he said, just go get it. You don't have to pay for it, just go get it. You can have it. Tell him I I said you could. And it was like, mashallah, God is in the small things. (laughs) Or... You know, a more recent example is how, you know, we're in the month of Rajab right now, right? Which is one of the holy months in the Islamic calendar. And it's a very important month for a lot of reasons. But this is also a month that a lot of people, a lot of Muslims are kind of fall off with our deen, right? It's a month of test, I'm realizing because, you know, the shaitan is about to get locked up during the month of Ramadan. <laughs> and there's a lot of tests, there's a lot of trials to make sure that we make it to Ramadan. Um, and so needless to say, over the past week or two weeks that we've been in it, and I hate to admit it out loud, but the whole point of this podcast is to be honest and real about the journeys the emotional, spiritual journeys that, you know, some Muslims, Muslims may face or not. But I have not been wanting to do my salat. Uh, waking up to do Fajr, I remember at least two, if not three, risings where my alarm went off and I literally looked at it, turned it off and said, I don't want to and went back to sleep. And it was a fight to get up and make fudger and I deliberately did not make fudger on time not because I couldn't but because I wanted to sleep and then later on in the day I had no work I had nothing going on and Thor came in or Asher came in and I just didn't do them because I didn't want to I wanted to journal I wanted to record I wanted to plan I wanted to watch tv I wanted to eat And then I found myself having to make up two prayers and then even then want to rush through the prayers. Hopefully y'all get the sentiment that I'm trying to express. It's been hard. But luckily, alhamdulillah, I haven't gone a day, you know, without getting all my five prayers in. But it's been tough. 
I've been feeling mentally drained and just not wanting to do them, right? And literally, <laughs> I think the first 48 hours of me not wanting to do my salats, my mukadam, had a talk about the mother job and shaitan testing us and trying to keep us from doing them. And it was like, alhamdulillah, you know, God is in the small things. Or um, in the midst of me wondering why Allah has removed a lot of people out of my life, people that I thought I was going to be in deep community with. And by deep community, I mean farming together, raising our children together, schooling our children together, building right together and the fact that Allah has removed a lot of those people actually all of those people out of my life for the most part I was just really wondering what was wrong with me you know like um am I not blessed am I not protected is there something that I'm doing wrong am I not pleasing am I not you know all the things and my mukadam calls me <laughs> You know, and he says, look at how much Allah loves you. You have your daughter. If, if Allah didn't love you, he wouldn't have blessed you with her. And even though I know the power of the divine intention and purpose behind having a child and how empowering that is and how empowering of a reminder that is. It's something about hearing it from somebody else. It's, it just it hits a little differently. And even though he didn't say this part, it's like the fact that I was, I'm going to go back because I also studied and, and did a, a little recording episode just talking about the conception and the fact that Allah blessed me with the ability to conceive my child is love. The fact that Allah allowed me to carry my child full term is love. The fact that Allah allowed me to birth my child is love. The fact that Allah allowed me to birth my child in my home with no medical care providers present and no issues is love. The fact that my daughter has remained with me and not been taken from me, either through death or medical kidnapping or any kind of other kidnapping or any other way that you could lose your child is love. The fact that he has been sustaining her and me is love. And if Allah loves me enough to give me that and have that reminder of manifested love every single day, it was big. God is in the little things. Allah is in the little things.
So, I'm sharing this with you all so that way if there's ever a time where you feel like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has left you or isn't there or doesn't love you or whatever the case may be, look at the little things. Look at the little pockets of ease that you have in your life, right? You might not have gone a year or two years and had the best one or two years of your life, but look at the little moments that God chooses to show up for you, right? Because it's those little moments that last. Big things come quick, but they fall quick. Little things come slow, but they come consistently. They come often, and they last, right? Slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> so remember that as you go into your week, your life, your day. <laughs> That's all, y'all. <laughs> Until next time, bismillah, I mean.